What makes an occasion special? Does it have to involve a birthday, anniversary, or promotion? Or can it be that first juicy bite of a perfectly cooked burger, shared over laughs with good friends on a warm summer night? Sounds pretty special to us. Together, we bring more. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. Pro football player Travis Kelsey is pressed for time during the football season. So he does two things at once. Whether it's grilling while mowing. Two things at once! Or getting this season's updated COVID-19 shot at the same visit as his flu shot. Two things at once. You can be like Travis and ask your pharmacist about getting this season's COVID-19 shot at the same visit as your flu shot, if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Learn more and schedule at VaxAssist.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. You are now listening to the Going Deep Podcast with your hosts, Kevin Massari and Mike Bunt, live from the Cover One Sports Network. Here we go. Welcome into another edition of the Going Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Massari, here with Mike Bunt. Producer Kevin and special guest Ty Rauch will have on the show momentarily to break down the Jets game. But first... The show is sponsored by Sons of Erie, www.sonsofeerie.com. Brand new site, brand new products. You can see one over my right shoulder. A really cool Jim Kelly, Josh Allen uh, rendition. It uh, came out really nice. You can see it, and it'll be there the entire month. Uh, so we're very excited about that, Mike. But this is a big game week. It's finally game week. I know, Mike, your favorite time of year is not June and July when we're breaking down UDFAs and we're trying to figure out how these guys slot into the roster. Now the Bills have a 53-man roster. Still looking to tweak it. We saw people like Jarrett Patterson come in for a workout today, a couple of different running backs, and a few safeties uh, as well. So interesting to keep track of why they're working on safeties and running backs. Obviously, they're just looking to tweak their practice squad at this point. But, Mike, how are you feeling as they enter six days out from game week and really two days till the NFL kickoff, which already has some drama with the Chiefs and Lions? I'm feeling great. It, it's finally game week, Kevin. The wait is almost over six days away from opening kickoff for the Bills on Monday Night Football against the Jets. And what a contest to get the year started. We're not talking about a cupcake week one. We're talking about an AFC East rival with a future Hall of Fame quarterback taking on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Whoever wins this game right away is going to be hyped up as one of the top teams in the AFC this year. So uh, this is a fun matchup to get the the year started, and I can't wait to talk about it with Ty, who's always a great guest on our show whenever we're talking about the Jets. Yeah, and as you look through, we've had Ty for years, so we can finally have a relevant game. They started to become more relevant last year, but still not to the hype of this season. Uh, it's probably been, Mike, close to – I'm sure there was one snuck in there somewhere. I think the Bills started off with the Thursday night football game with the Jets and Eric Decker uh, many years ago, but really hasn't been a big Bills-Jets game. I guess the last year's sleet game uh, with Mike White versus Josh Allen in the sleet where they uh, the DVOA gave the Bills a 99% win probability uh, in that game. Wasn't quite as close as the 20-12 to 12 score. But but other than that, 
I mean, there really hasn't been many Bills Jets contests that had any sort of meaning, I guess, either way. Uh, I guess the Bills took them out of the playoffs, you know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick many years ago. Uh, so there's definitely been some history, but really a meaningful football game. I mean, you're going back 20, 20 plus years to find some type of relevancy between these two teams where they were playing in this type of atmosphere, this type of environment, uh, really where it's that important. You know, you have, you have a fan base who feels like they can go to the Super Bowl uh, in the Jets. And then you have the Bills who have been there in terms of production and, um, you know, winning in playoff games and looking to go to the Super Bowl themselves. Uh, that's It really does work up to be a really competitive and very sought-after football game. It's funny, the Bills go from being the first game of the season last season uh, to the last game of the week this season. So not, not only is it a further wait, but you get to enjoy the Thursday night game. You get to enjoy an, an action of Sunday uh, leading up to a big Monday night game. There's still been nothing. So the Bills, by all accounts, have been off today, Mike, uh, leading into tomorrow. So we have some – everything's pushed back a day. So they decided to take their standard Tuesday day off, which is standard for a, uh, for a week uh, into Wednesday, which will probably open up media. So how are you feeling as there hasn't been too much around the Bills yet and really kicking off for the most part tomorrow? Yeah, I'm feeling good. It's, uh, like I said, an exciting time. Uh, for me, the week is going to breeze right on by. I'm not one of those people where every day feels like an eternity in the anticipation for the game to be here. Uh, I'm keeping myself busy. There's college football. There's games. Um, obviously, Thursday night, Kansas City versus Detroit uh, and other things uh, going on in my life. But uh, as far as uh, when it will really kick in, that's when you when you start having the media talking to the the team, the players, the coaching staff about uh, what the Jets bring to the table, and you start uh, getting the injury report, seeing the status of players. So that's when it's going to really feel like it's officially here. Uh, but we're not that far away, Kev. It, it, it's basically uh, within the next few days, and uh, then we're going to finally have some other stuff to talk about. But uh, kind of just getting that underway today, breaking down this matchup and and looking into what are going to be the key um, key things in order to come out with a victory on Monday night. There's a lot of key things that we're going to talk about with Ty here coming up soon. So we're going to have Ty and uh, his thoughts and opinions coming up here shortly um, in the next few minutes. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to his input. He's always been a rational and reasonable Jets coverage person. Uh, he's always given really great takes when the team's decent, when they've been bad. Um, he's usually um, isn't going to come in here and tell you that everything is perfect. Uh, and that's you know one thing that I've liked about Ty and his ability to cover the Jets. Uh, he keeps it real. Um, and it's going to be you know, quite interesting to kind of dive into a few show topics that we have for Ty. But Mike, earlier today, you know, we were tweeting around um, some of our stats for Josh Allen uh, in primetime games. Uh, you know, I wanted to get those up on the screen here uh, before we await Ty. You know, these are some dynamic numbers here on Monday Night Football as we approach it. A, a 149 for 218, 68% completion percentage, 1,600 yards, 18 to 2 the interception ratio of 130 uh 113.9 uh these are just numbers that uh you know these are these are he shows up when it's the brightest mike yeah absolutely those numbers do not lie you, you look at the touchdown to interception ratio that's incredible uh on prime time uh great completion percentage uh for josh uh at 68.35 percent and the the yardage is nice too the quarterback rating Impressive, and then if you just look at night games in general, you can see an 11 and three record, uh, 39 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. 
uh, solid rushing numbers. So Josh is a guy that that brings it when he is on the biggest stage. But he's going up against a quarterback that also does a lot of that as well in Aaron Rodgers. So that's what makes it such a dynamic uh, matchup is that you're having two of the great quarterbacks in the game, one uh, still on the ascension of his career uh, trying to to win a Super Bowl and really get among the greats of uh, this era, while another one at the end of that career trying to, to maybe get a Super Bowl before he retires. So I, obviously this is an amazing quarterback matchup, and I can't wait to see uh, how it plays out. And these stats are brought to you by Sons of Erie, www.sonsoferie.com. Check out Are You in the Mafia? Uh, Picture right there on the website. Check it out. Uh, Mike, as we continue on the show, we're really looking forward to breaking down the Jets more, and there's some key matchups, key things that you're looking forward to. But we wanted to start a little bit on the Bills end. Do you see anything to the Bills? I mean, Jarrett Patterson isn't the world's biggest name. However, he was stashed on Washington for quite some time. He was never hitting the open market. It does seem like he has many teams interested in him. Um, you know, the Bills looking always to upgrade portions of their roster, like what he can do in the passing game. You know, he's had some big moments in his college career, uh, and you know he can get it done when he's relied upon. It's going to be interesting to see if the Bills just determine that they want to upgrade. But, you know, just kind of looking at the roster, safety and running back, I guess they're probably beside offensive tackle if you want to bring it there. I guess they're two positions that are always looking for influx of talent uh, based on how you're going to break down this roster. But it's solid. I mean, look, you need what you can get out of Ryan Vandemark. You need what you can get out of Alec Anderson. You're going to need to rely on a Fetty if possible, if needed. Uh, you have Christian Kirksey on his way up on the practice squad. So, I mean, this is just as good as a roster can get. You know, you had Von Miller today say that Brandon Bean is the best general manager he's ever had. Uh, so he trusts all of his decisions. Uh, it does seem by by all accounts that he's going to be ready week five. We'll see if they trout him out to London on some type of pitch count or if they'll go full go or if they'll sit him for week six. But uh, there's definitely been some crazy roster development, Mike. And there's really only so much you can do to tweak the the, the depth of the roster right now. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't change too much. I, I'm perfectly content with the way the this Bills roster is right now. And one thing that we will get, uh, we'll talk a little bit with Ty as we try to figure out more about the Jets roster is uh, one of the false narratives of the Bills this offseason is that they regressed and actually got worse. Uh, a lot of the, the national media narrative is that the Bills aren't as good as what they were last year. Well, on paper, they're just as good, if not better. They added depth to almost all of their key areas. They improved the offensive line. Uh, they really only lost Tremaine Edmonds. So the whole narrative, the Bills got worse. We'll see. I don't I don't buy it. Now, you could say they got older, that maybe some of these players are going to regress. Uh, is there still that same uh, chemistry between Allen and Diggs? That's a question. Uh, will it Will they regress just due to the difficulty of their division? Those are all fair questions. But the whole, did the Bills get worse on paper? That is just fiction going into the season. But uh, I can't wait to start talking about uh, this matchup right now with Ty Kev. So I'll let you bring him on board right now. Did the Bills get actually get younger? They did. If you look through their roster, um, they actually determined that they wanted to go with different uh, levels of, of youth. 
So they, they signed those guys coming off of their first contracts. You had the uh, David Edwards, uh, uh, Taylor Raps uh, of the world, the Puna Fords, guys that were, you know, coming 25, 26. And they actually phased out some of those older style players, Roger Saffolds, um, you know, you know, Greg Van Roten's, those guys that were kind of on the older Taiwan Jones, uh, those guys that were kind of in their 30s. So they did kind of influx some youth, Mike, to to kind of shore that up really the the concern i think to your to your age question is the safety position that's really where you look to and say like well well what's micah hyde and jordan boyer they're one of the best you know they are ranked analytically number one in the league will they play like that and that's really what we're what we're waiting to see but really as as a roster influx on its own they got younger um so that was you know they're influxing some youth you know obviously in the tight end in the offensive uh, line room as well as across their defensive backfield and in, in the majority of their positions did get younger. Uh, so that's going to be a very. What's it going to be today? Skyline three-way or cheese conies? Hmm. That's a tough one. I know. Give me a skyline three-way and cheese conies. Problem solved. Feeling good. It's skyline time. Need quality and accessible healthcare at a minimal cost. Get Antidote Health. We offer individual and family plans with zero co-pays for online doctor visits 24-7, pediatric visits, mental health care, and more. Some plans even have a cash-back benefit, and you'll get access to top-tier providers like Cleveland Clinic. Open enrollment has started, so sign up today at antidotehealth.com slash start. Dollar co-pays and cashback not available on all services or prescription drugs. Consult your plan for more information. Uh, a thing to monitor and really the age still exists with Von Miller and then the two safety. So we'll see how that plays, but it's time to bring on Tyson Rauch from our friend from let's talk Jets. We've had him on for years now. Like we're going back many, many, many years. Um, and it's probably one of the funner times to have him. You know, we've talked through many, many eras of Jets and Bills football combined through the, through kind of the rise of the Bills. Um, you know, and we've, we've gotten to see kind of how the Jets have done this thing on their end for many years uh, past. So, we're excited to bring Ty on and uh, Ty. Wow. But probably four years, I would guess uh, we're going on now. Yeah. I mean, just break it down for us. Like, you know, how are you feeling? I mean, you know, generally we have Jan here and, you know, it's meek and meager. Um, and, you know, there's been stretches though, where the Jets have played decent football in that five years and we've had John and there's been some hope. I remember, I can't remember the year I had, I had you guys maybe contending for a wild card in one of those seasons. I thought you, your roster was talented enough. But as we kind of saw that Zach Wilson didn't put it together enough for us, um, what's the feeling out of there? I mean, I, I, I kind of know what your answer is going to be, but but tell me, how, how are you feeling over there in Let's Talk Jets land? This is the first time I'm calling in happy. Like, I'm excited to talk to you guys. I'm energetic. I'm, I'm revitalized. I'm confident. I'm feeling good. But it's fun, man. It's 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 nice to be relevant. It's nice to be in the mix. It's nice to go into a season where you, you, don't, you know you have a chance, at least. On paper, you should be in the mix, which in the years past, we had to kind of buy into Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold and all these other, like, you know, smoke screens. And this year, we feel good, man. Like, And the, the weird thing is, every time we talk, I sit here and praise you guys for the Buffalo Bills and how good they're going to be in their a perennial contender. And it's like, now you guys are kind of flying under the radar, which is wild because you're still a very good team. Like, the Jets are getting all, like, the all the hoopla. And the Bills are kind of just cruising along right here, which is interesting. It's been an interesting time to be a Bills fan. I think Mike alluded to it a little bit earlier to where um, the roster didn't regress. Um, you have players coming off of injury. I remember I, I broke down the last time the Bills played at MetLife. Uh, and you're talking about seven defensive players that didn't suit up in that game. Yeah. Um, and it was it was uh, 
it was not a good defensive roster. The Jets were able to control the clock at points at six more minutes time of possession. Um, they were able to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hand. And when he had it, he just did not look uh, he does not look like the Josh Allen that everybody knows. And, um, and, and, you know, the second game in Buffalo last year, the team played with, I was, you know, in this sleet, uh, Mike White, you know, I just remember him getting crunched with that weather coming down and coming back in and being a warrior um, as well as Josh didn't look great in that game uh, either. There was a couple of big fumbles on the Jets side uh, in that game, but there really just wasn't much offense either way at any, at any point in that. So, you know, it's great to have this game in September for once, yeah. not later in the season. Um, you know, I think you're going to get best on best. For the most part, both of the rosters are fairly healthy. The Bills will be without Von Miller. You're, you can inform us if, if there's going to be anybody um, from what you know on your side missing. But, you know, I think you're going to you're going to get what the best of this is to, compared to what the best of, uh, of the Jets are. Uh, maybe in the se- later on in the season when they play the second time, maybe Aaron will be ticking on all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, but let's start there. Like, what what is your opinion on you know him coming in? You know, two running backs who didn't play the majority of preseason. Uh, you know, a new offensive line. Like, obviously, some solid weapons. But w- what's your opinion on you know? There's definitely some stats around a Roger starting slow. Um, mm-hmm. Do you buy into any of that? Do you think it's going to take him some weeks to get going? Like, where's your mindset on? you know, the, the, the brand new style of offense that will be coming uh, on Monday. I mean, I think everybody's excited to see what they're going to do. Um, but obviously you have that concern is that he has to build that chemistry with his offensive line. He's got to build his chemistry with his receivers. They only played two series in the preseason. The offensive line has been banged up most of the preseason. They haven't really played together until the last two weeks with Dwayne Brown finally coming back. So, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to the game. But you have to think they're going to be a little bit of like rust and a learning curve of just getting used to each other on the fly. Um, not not saying Aaron Rodgers is going to play poorly. I think there could be some struggles just because it's you're just you're starting out, man. It's not like in Green Bay it was plug and play. He could not show up. He knew everything that was going to happen. How it's, you know like he knew everything. He could just show up. Here it's all different, man. Everything is going to be different, you know. So uh, I'm interested. I'm curious to see how the offensive line plays. That to me is going to be the biggest story of this. You know, you have Mekhi Beckton starting a right tackle. He hasn't played in two years. AVT coming off an injury. Dwayne Brown coming off an injury. Lakin Tomlinson didn't play all that well last year, and he kind of looked rough this year as well. But the Jets team had a lot of faith in them. I mean, that's so – that's the, that, you know, it's going to be – the game is always in the trenches, right? Same thing for you guys, same thing for us. We have a lot of pride in our defense. If you can protect Aaron Rodgers, he's going to get rid of the ball quickly. They can do some things. If he's running for his life and they can't run the football, it could be a little difficult. But – uh I'm excited, man. Aaron Rodgers has been more than advertised, to be honest with you. It's been his leadership, his personality, his team-first mindset, the way he's culturing just this chemistry with all these young players. It's been incredible, dude. And then you, you saw you know, the, the touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson where people are saying, oh, it's against second and third stringers. I don't really care, man. That's been a, that was a dime. You saw ridiculous throws all throughout training camp, joint practices. He's as advertised, man. So uh, we're excited. I mean, this is probably the most excited I've been since probably 2010 because they just have enough talent on both sides of the ball. It's just got to come together quickly because their schedule does them no favors. Like like you said, the second game with the Bills, Aaron Rodgers, once Aaron Rodgers gets rolling, then you know he, when he's on his game, it's like, look out. But how long does it take him to get there? You know, and the Jets get no passes. You got the Bills, huge game. The Cowboys, their first four games are brutal, man. So uh, we'll see what happens. That's going to be an interesting time. Does he trust, just to, to, to wrap up the offensive line point, does he trust McGovern, your McGovern um to be centered, like no, why no? T- like the Bills look like they're plugging and playing Osiris Torrance, their right yes, starting right guard in the second round. He's been as advertised. Um, why not starting off with Tittman? Does he trust McGovern more? Like, what's what's your period of that that interior that looked vulnerable, in my opinion? 
Yeah, I was kind of surprised Tippman didn't get more of a chance to win the starting center spot. He was banged up a little bit, and they kept moving him. Right guard, left guard, center. He didn't really like. He climbed the ladder. He was first like the, he was like the th- third string center. Then he earned his way to second string center. Then everybody got hurt and he moved him around. So he's probably a guy more maybe towards the middle of the season, whatever else. I think you know Rogers does trust McGovern. They, I guess they have a great you know great chemistry together. Like like each other, the veteran presence. Um, I was kind of surprised to be honest with you. I I kind of thought they signed him so late and for so cheap. I think they were kind of hoping Tipman would be the guy, but I think it just didn't work out like that. Not for now, at least. Ty, uh, happy to have you on the show once again. Uh, you were the first person I thought of when I heard about the move. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm not happy for the Jets, obviously, just because <laughs> division rival. Uh, but when a lot of people are talking about, are the Jets a contender? Are they not? It, it all comes down to Aaron Rodgers. We know that the Jets have an incredible defense. That's one of the best in the league. But there's a segment of people that think that Rodgers with a new environment is going to go back to the MVP form of what we saw two, three years ago. And then there's naysayers that are, are nervous or skeptical after last season saying that was a sign of regression. He threw for under 20, uh, under 30 touchdowns. He had double digit interceptions. How is it going to work in a new city? Uh, new guys around him. I'm personally of the belief the Jets are going to be a solid playoff team uh, that are going to be right in it till the end uh, in the division with the Bills and the Dolphins. Where do you stand on things? Uh, And do you have any doubts going into this experiment that it could unravel? Or are you pretty confident it's going to work out as planned? I mean, I don't think we're going to get Aaron Rodgers in his prime. I mean, we're not going to get that. You know, like you're going to get, a, I think, a very good quarterback, and that's good enough to have, for this team to win. I think having Hackett here is enormous. Having Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard here is enormous. I think he realizes what he needs to do. He's, he's rejuvenated. He, he's familiar with the offense, and I think he'll get rid of the football. I think he's – I mean, last year it kind of depends on who you want to ask, right? Was it his thumb injury that kind of held him back? Was it all the inexperienced receivers? He had, he had Watson dropping passes, all these different things, the frustration. You know, all these different parts. I think now it just seems like the Jets have enough playmakers on offense that he could play well. He doesn't have to be a superstar. I mean, he, he has to play at a high level, but you got two very good running backs. You got four receivers. You got tight ends and catch the ball. Just get rid of the ball, get the ball in space. And like last year, the Jets, they could have won three or four more games if they had competent quarterback play. You know what I mean? That's all it really was. So I, I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan before he came to the Jets. I'm still in the belief that he has a couple more good years left in him. And those good years will be, you know, very, very productive for the Jets. And they'll be, they'll be a good team, man. I don't – I'm not going to discount him, especially when you see the way he's playing in the preseason, the training camp, man. He's he's throwing some rockets. Yeah, and, and one thing that I, I think we can actually take away from the Tom Brady experiment 100%. in Tampa Bay is that it doesn't need to be an entire year learning curve. Yes, yeah. it, it was difficult for Brady the first half of the year. They were sitting at 7-5. and five. But once they got going, they were pretty unstoppable uh, taking down the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The one thing that that does give me a little concern about the Jets, and and we'll talk more about this matchup in in a second, is what you mentioned earlier, the opening portion of the schedule. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be an adjustment period? Now, I I take your word for it. Having Nate Hackett, that helps out. Having some familiarity with the receivers in the room, that helps out. Uh, so I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a learning curve as what some people might anticipate. Right. But if there is 
a two, three week period. Uh, definitely not the type of teams that you would want to play early on for that period to take place. Um, are you worried at all about the way the schedule was laid out for you guys? Uh, in are you worried it could be a four and four or five and three start where you are playing uh, from behind in the division, whether that be the Bills or the Dolphins, depending on how their schedules uh, play out in the, the first half of the season? To me, honestly, I, I'm not worried about it. If they start off slow, if they're two and two, three and three, it's a 17 game season, man. Like, like look at the Jets last year. They're what, six and three, seven and four. They completely fell apart and they lost six in a row to end the season. To me, it's like, I think it's maybe my blind faith in having Aaron Rodgers hitting his stride, playing high level football and a defense that can travel. The defense will keep you in games. So I think if you do, I think if you start off a little slow, it's fine. You ramp it up, you come on, you finish strong, make the playoffs, and anything can happen. Um, it's a concern, though. You see some Jeff fans are like, oh, my God, we can go one and three, you know, one and four, all this stuff. I'm, I'm not – I mean, you don't want to go one and four, but just just kind of get through that, get two and two, four, and like just stay in that range, and they'll be fine, man. Like, I think to, – to be honest, and this isn't just being a Jet fan, I think they have too much talent on both sides of the ball to suck. And it's like, you know, you have your Garrett Wilson, your Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Quentin Williams. It's too much unless they're, they just compl- – it's an epic failure where the coaching staff melts – Rodgers just can't throw anymore. I, I don't. I'm not worried to be honest with you. I think they'll they'll be in the mix throughout the whole season. Yeah, you break down the schedule to kind of wrap this point up real quickly. I mean, Ooh. it's no like you you end the season with conceivably if everything goes as planned, you could wrap off six six wins. I mean, will you? I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. tough to do for anybody. But you you have a schedule that allows you to have that buffer where you could rip off six wins to end yeah. the season. But that Bills Cowboys, you know, you know, an always stingy Patriots and Chiefs. At the Broncos, Eagles, Giants, Chargers, Raiders, Bills, Dolphins. I we'll know early on uh, what this Jets team has, and I, I think that's exciting. I mean, some people might look at that. A fan might look at that as this is daunting. I think the team looks at it as if the Jets come out and they win some of these games, they're going to know right away that they are just as good as anyone in this league. And and I I, I agree with your point about just having competent quarterback play last year. Yeah. They would have been a playoff team. Well, you'll, that, you'll that defense. Uh, one thing we do want to talk about is how Josh Allen has fared against this Jets yep. defense. It has not been uh, the best. Uh, I want to just pull up a, a quick stat here. Uh, be one second here. Josh Allen in his career, six and three against the Jets. But you look at that touchdown to interception ratio, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Like that's not uh, the most impressive numbers, especially from one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And, What's it going to be today? Skyline three-way or cheese conies? Hmm, that's a tough one. I know. Give me a Skyline three-way and cheese conies. Problem solved. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Even last year, the Bills only averaged 18.5 points a game against the Jets. Allen had one touchdown, two interceptions. So you really look at the Jets, they just had competent quarterback play. They, they would have been a quality team last year so uh, it's going to be interesting how it plays out now that they have one of the best of all time under center 
Well, the other thing, too, with the schedules, I think the Jets realize they're kind of embracing the us-against-the-world mentality. Everybody wants to see them fail. Everybody wants to see them lose. And I think they realize they're going to get the best shot from everybody week in and week out because, you know, like the Jets, like they're on hard knocks. They have all this hoop, you know, like all this fanfare around them. I think the Jets realize, you know, we can't, we can't come up small. We can't come out slow. We can't come out timid because teams are going to smack us around and laugh at us. So I think that's the one thing I think Sal is playing really well where they're kind of like they have an edge to them. Like we know you want us to fail and we're going to prove you wrong. Like that mindset, I think, could pay dividends through this early part of the schedule. It sure could. And as we try to get into the matchups now, as matchups of the week brought to you by Sons of Erie, www.sonsofeerie.com. Look through the Jets, and we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball versus the Bills defense. And, you know, we you know, kind of talk about Aaron Rodgers, you know, already. Uh, but let's look at the rest of the roster. Uh, Ty Conklin, C.J. Uzama, Jeremy Riker. Like, uh, like, how are you feeling at the tight end position? I know we've already kind of talked about the O-line a little bit. You know, that's going to be a, a pretty pivotal to, to your success. Yep. We saw Miko Hardman go out with that hand injury in the preseason. Um, you know, we saw on Hard Knocks, like, the kind of the – the fan favorite and Jason Brownlee and Xavier Gibson. Um, obviously, every most people know who uh, Randall Cobb is at this step, especially at this stage of his career. So, how are you feeling about the weapons? I know it's kind of a, a shocker to see Corey Davis leave that late. Yeah. Uh, I the cap ramifications there and kind of the decision to retire on the spot. I'm assuming the Jets are are going to figure out that salary because you could have saved ten million dollars there. Yep. Um, that was kind of a bummer. I mean, I actually thought Corey Davis was one of your better players. I always hated playing against Corey Davis, whether he was in Tennessee or New York. I thought he he was a he was a matchup nightmare against the zone, um, just his size and his length. Um, so you know, it was unfortunate to see him go. I'm sure on the Jet, I mean, on Jet fans, I mean, you guys probably are saying, "Hey, we got other weapons," but um, just from an outsider's perspective, I was like, "Ooh, that's a tough loss." Because I, you know, I think he's a pretty good football player that was pretty criminally underrated, and you know, he's hurt a little bit. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about this revamped, these revamped weapons on offense? Like, do you think, you know, obviously, you know, we've seen Garrett Wilson, but do you think, you know, Michael Hardman can get it done for you in the slot? Like, how how are you feeling about those tight ends? I guess talk to me about everything not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I think Conklin's poised for a big year, man. I think that's going to be like a 65-catch guy. He showed a lot of good things last year, a little bit inconsistent, but the quarterback play was so poor, I don't think you maximize his production. Uzuma has, has had a very good camp as well. He's always been a pretty good pass catcher. I think you're going to get a lot of productivity at a tight end position, something Aaron Rodgers likes to do, and the Jets haven't been able to do because of the quarterbacks. Um, in terms of wide receivers, it's an interesting group. The Corey Davis loss is pretty big, man. I think – I was kind of down on him. He's very inconsistent, got hurt a lot, but he's still a very good player, big target. Um, now you got to move everybody up a spot. So now there's more pressure on Lazard to produce. produce. Hardman's probably more of like a, a deep guy. Like I'm not really thinking he's going to do all, I mean, he's going to do some things, but I think it's going to be Cobb, Lazard, and Garrett Wilson. And then running backs out of the backfield, I think they're going to spread the ball around a lot. You know, Garrett Wilson's going to be your, like, your guy that's going to be force fed a lot of passes. But I think when you got Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook coming out of the backfield, they could spread it around, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, to me, I, I think Conklin's going to surprise some people. I've, I've been wrong before. I think I said it last year too, but I think so this year. Very interesting. Um, do you think that, like, how would you feel like with a Garrett Wilson injury, or if someone had to go out oh. for any stretch? Do you feel? Don't even like, put that in the environment, man. <laughs> Why are we even? How would you feel about a Steph Diggs injury? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, I think they could get through it. But what's what's your what's your kind of opinion on? I guess more the question there is the depth of 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 what you're going to be able to do if, um, you know, let's just say he was off the field for a series or um, you know, something like that minor. What would you feel? 
like, do you think that they could get it done for him? And, or would we see the frustration of Aaron Rodgers like we did, you know, post Devontae Adams? I mean, he has, he has Lazard and Cobb still that he still is really, really comfortable with. You had the tight ends. I think they can, I mean, losing Garrett Wilson would be huge. I mean, once Corey Davis retired, I was pretty adamant that Joe Douglas should have went, once the waivers happened, to go find some veteran receiver and get somebody else in here. And I think that's why when you see anybody becomes available, every Jeff fan's like, go trade for Mike Evans, go trade for Chris Godwin, go trade for whatever, because you need that other big piece. Just because Brownlee and Gibson are unproven, man. You know, so it's like you, you can't really rely on rookie receivers. So, you know, it's, it may be a little nerve-wracking, but I do have a lot of faith in the tight end group and the running back group as well. But I'll be honest, man, Garrett Wilson looks incredible. Absolutely incredible. I things he's doing, his commitment to the game and his chemistry with Rodgers is just it's phenomenal, man. So but he's like he's on a verge of like a breakout star. I'm just hoping that the chemistry stays and it just all it all works out. So we see Jordy Nelson. That would be quite the name uh, for someone that could come in. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, to talk about the matchups, to see how this new revamped Bills defense, where they brought in Puna Ford, they brought in Leonard Floyd, they shored up some of the depth issues that they had post Von Miller to the point where uh, Von Miller, by all accounts, seemed like he could have been ready to go week one. But the Bills said, you know, we're going to hold them. We're going to yeah. wait for him down the stretch. Uh, we don't want to rush him. And, you know, we'll see him week five in Jacksonville or in London. Um, or week six uh, against the Giants. Uh, so that's kind of their plan for for him. But the Bills' defensive line looked probably their best unit all offseason. Uh, it was really good. Uh, it was wrecking uh, teams uh, in the preseason, in my opinion, at each stage, ones, twos, and threes. Uh, so much so that they actually wanted to stash some of these guys and not expose them to waivers. That was a big talk of the Bills' roster, tie, uh, where you had a guy named Kingsley Jonathan from Syracuse, uh, a guy that they – wanted to stash they felt he would get claimed for sure um so will he be part of that rotation uh, we'll see they so much so that they didn't know what to do with all the players they had and they actually dealt uh boogie bashing to the giants uh for a late round pick uh so that's one thing that they did make because of how how much they trust greg Rousseau, leonard floyd um so it's going to be a big test early i you know rogers has played this defense before as, as recently as late in the year last year yep um gets the ball out quick um, last year, the Bills game plan was to bait him to run. They felt like the Bills offense could do enough. Um, they baited him to run. Von Miller famously said in that game, why are you still running the ball um, to Aaron Rodgers? Um, that was one of their famous quotes when they were you know, down a few scores at that point. Yep. But um, I'm excited to see how the Jets counter against what is said to be, you know, there's a lot of unknowns about the Bills, uh, excuse me, about the Jets offense in terms of, you know, their exact game plan and how he'll play. Yep. There's just as many about a Sean McDermott called defense here yeah. in Buffalo. There's much talk about it being drastically more aggressive than it was under Leslie Frazier. They may not sit back in a cover two shell. They may not sit back in quarters coverage uh, quite as much as they did for the majority of the season. Uh, and you saw in the preseason, as Mike can attest to, um, they, they faced through a lot of exotic and uh, simulated pressures uh, at, um, at opposing teams. Um, quarterback. So I'm very interested to see this side of the ball specifically. I think we've all had a taste of the other side of, of the ball bills offense versus Jets defense. I don't know how much has changed there outside of game plan differences. Um, but personnel wise, that's pretty much a, um, a replica that we've seen last year, but this side of the ball is just a complete unknown. So I think the Jets will get a good first test um, from this bills defensive line. It is not, um, it is not a, easy to navigate defensive line and you know bills fans are thinking it's going to be the strength of their team and tie the biggest difference bills are getting back their entire safety duo they're getting back basically all their dbs um, from the first time they played uh so there's going to be a, a completely different 
uh, look to how the Bills play this defense. Uh, but we do have a question here for you. Uh, do you see the Jets trying to exploit the Bills' weakness at middle linebacker in this game with their short passing game? You know, as you mentioned, Conklin uh, and um, you know the running game, which you know we're not too sure what how it looks with with the touches with Dalvin Cook. And that's a great question. That's the same thing I was thinking about too. Is like what your your linebacker position seemed like it's kind of like in flux. You're trying to identify your middle linebacker. The thing with the Jets running backs is we don't even know who's playing. Like we know they're all going to be active. Like Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook are playing. How are they going to give out the reps? Like like Salah says that Brees Hall is not on a pitch count. But I don't really believe him. I think he probably is. But that's the one thing I hate about Mike Lafleur. Mike Lafleur never took advantage of mismatches. Like we would do game previews and stuff like that. You say, okay, listen, you have a a huge tight end. All this, you know throw fade passes, do this, work the middle of the field, and they would never do it because Zach Wilson either couldn't see it, Mike White was getting crushed, whatever else. I think Aaron Rodgers is a student of the game, and Hackett are going to look for that. They're going to look for the holes in your defense because you have a very aggressive defense. I think you're probably going to blitz a little more, be a little more aggressive than in the past. And that's 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 the same thing you're going to do against, against us, though. It's like aggressive defense, the short pass game out of backfield, the quick slants. It's going to be, for I think, for both teams, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I think using the running backs out of backfield for the Jets, especially getting Aaron Rodgers comfortable, get him in flow, I think it makes a lot of sense, man. Absolutely. And what like that's where I wanted to go next, where the finish up your offense is the running back touches. Yep. Um, I had a take that I don't think it's crazy that you see a lot of Michael Carter. Um, I don't think it's crazy that he was he's been efficient in the past. Will he get an even split? Will he not see the field at all? I think it's. I don't think it's crazy to see that you know them go to him too. So like, where where do you stand on it? Do you just force feed? You know, the first time you've seen Cook, do you you know do you give his Brees as many touches as he can, or do you kind of try to do the Vaughn strategy of not you know you need him as you mentioned. It's not just a one week season. Where do you where do you go? Where, what's your guess um, that happens at the running back position? I'm thinking they they don't force Brees back like the, like your one uh, mentioned there is. I think they. Uh, Cook's probably going to get, I think, goal line carries. They call it the gold zone instead of the red zone. I think Cook's going to get all those carries there. Michael Carter could get sprinkled in a lot too, man, early on. I really think their goal is to have Brees flying by, you know, week eight, week nine, week 10, not so much the first quarter of the season. So the one thing with Cook is he come, he's coming off that shoulder surgery. He hasn't played in the preseason at all, man. We don't, he hasn't, like, you don't know what he's bringing to the table. So if he comes out slow or looks sluggish or looks uncertain with the offense, it may be Carter. I, I kind of have faith in Hackett that they'll pivot when they have to and make adjustments instead of being arrogant. We're like, you know, we're going to keep forcing him because we paid him $9 million a year. Like, no, you, you do what's best for your team. If they're struggling or don't look fluid, get him out. Carter's been here. He knows the offense. He's He's been healthy. And to be honest, Carter looks probably more explosive than he did last year. I think last year he was hurt, and I think he didn't admit it. He looked slow. He looked sluggish. He couldn't break tackles. This year he's like the complete opposite. So he's back to like his rookie year. So he's a good weapon to have. How has the reception to Hackett been in New York? I, obviously, that's probably a large reason why Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. So I would assume positive in that regard. But from an actual like game planning, uh, I know you guys haven't seen it outside of the preseason. Are, are fans excited about what he's going to bring to the offense? Or is it more he brought us Rodgers? Who really cares Like beyond that? Well, I mean – it, it depends on how you want to look at it, right? When they first hired him, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, what are we doing? Fi-, you know, he's fa- he, he fired in Denver. You know, you just you had like that bad feeling about it. You bring in Rodgers, and you still the chemistry those two have together, and they work together. That it helps. Um, to be honest, I'm hoping he helps Solid become a better coach in terms of time management, game management. I think he'll work to the strengths of the offense, which hasn't happened in the past. He's an experienced play caller. I mean, I'm gonna go with like how good he was with the Jaguars and the Packers, and ignore the other things he did wrong. That's all we really had to do. Like, I wasn't 
the floor drove me crazy last year. So I think that's an improvement. It's an upgrade because there was so much inexperience on our staff offensively that they didn't know what they were doing. They just, they seemed like they just got lost in the shuffle there. And one injury happened. They didn't really know how to like, you know, reorganize themselves. So I think, I think Rodgers made everybody like Hackett a lot more. If it was Hackett and Zach Wilson, I think we'd be like, mm-hmm. oh my, like this, I think our opinions probably would change a little bit. Cause we're like, you know what? Is he the best guy to mentor a young quarterback? Where Hackett's already like he's already established where it's like him and Rogers, you know, like like best friends. What do you think of like if things go wrong at any stretch? What will Jets? Why do we gotta after? think that way? Let's think about positivity <laughs> because, here, man. Because, <laughs> this is the way Kevin. Kevin, I got I got interrupt for a second. Ty, I'm the more positive regarding the Jets of the two on this show right now. Kevin. He, he he likes Miami a little bit more. I I don't know why he's, he's thinking about that, Garrett but... Wilson injuries. Roger not playing well. What are we doing here? Well, you know, it's as a Yankees fan, and you know, I always bring oh, this up. Me too. Um, it is what it is. Like it's just New York media. It's just it's just New York. You know, things come up. I'm yeah, just curious. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Would it be like? Uh, would you be after Hackett? I'm just curious who you would like what 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 would you end up blaming like do you think it would be Aaron's fault Hackett's fault you mentioned the tough schedule mm-hmm. like I, I just being a Yankees fan who are also 500 like you just can't avoid it like what I what mean would you I mean it's funny because there's some members in the media calling the game against the Bills a must win I'm like you're right, out of your mind I mean. it's ridiculous it's not a must win it's a very very important game division game home game the Jets can lose it and guess what they still have 16 more games they're gonna be fine like it's not like that kind of thing drives me absolute crazy. Um, like I, I don't mean if if things go significantly wrong, I don't think it's going to be a hackett thing, man. I think it'd just be Aaron Rodgers just lost that step, or or the offensive line completely fell apart and they couldn't protect them. And if there was one concern I have out of this entire team, it's the offensive line staying healthy. Beckton hasn't played in two years. AVT's coming off an injury. I think he's very good. Um, Dwayne Brown's coming off an injury too, man, and he just he just came back two weeks ago. Like, they're counting on a lot of things to go right. They do have improved depth. I mean, Billy Turner is terrible, but I think that's – the. It, you know, I'll change my answer. If things go wrong, it's the offensive line doesn't come to fruition, and the, the risk they took with Beckton didn't pan out, and then they had to make, you know, significant changes to kind of, like, patchwork their offensive line. I think the biggest thing there is, like, in Bill's nation, um, I think for fun, it's, you know, a lot of – I mean, look at the Bills side. They haven't won the Super Bowl, therefore it's fire McDermott. So I mean yep. I think that there's equally like as much discussion oh, yeah. in this in this conversation around the Bills coaching staff if you know it's all the onus now is on McDermott with the defense if it struggles in big games if he can't figure out how to get off the field uh, you know he's very good against bad quarterbacks that's statistically proven but yep. what is he going to do in these big games yep. um, if he continues to falter you know then there's much discussion here as well so it's it's kind of that talking point to to the the conversation well it's um it's the same for solid right too it's the yeah. same for solid because now look at the expectations that are put on his team right now jet fans are saying you've got to make the playoffs make a run at the AFC East and you got at least you got to win at least one playoff game if solid doesn't do that he's going to get run out of town dude if you have Aaron Rodgers with all this talent and you you win only 7 games this year he's not surviving there's no way he's going to survive that I don't, even think it's, I don't even think it's worth worrying about, to, to be honest with you, because we know if that did happen, Sal is out, and right. it, it'll be a firestorm. But you, you don't go into a season worrying about w- what the worst thing can happen right yeah, now. But, I mean, to be, fair, I, though, I, like, to be fair, though, one thing, though, the one thing that Salah hasn't been in and is, is in these big spots 
having to outcoach somebody or go X's and O's to X's and O's with an Andy Reid or with, with, with like a, with the season on the line. With say like AFC East could be on the line. That's a whole new level of coaching, dude. To be yeah. under pressure to handle, make those quick decisions when to be aggressive, when not, like how to handle all that. Salah hasn't done that as a young coach. McDermott's already been there, done that. So when he, when you're talking about the best teams in the AFC, Salah's got to match wits with a lot of guys. And in the past, he's come a little short with that. And and that's one of the thing I think Bills fans get angry with the narratives that the Jets have surpassed them or the Jets are uh, a team to beat because a lot of Bills fans are saying, yeah, we, we've fallen short in the playoffs three consecutive years, but we've also won a playoff game three consecutive years. Right. They've won, uh, what, 37 and 12 over the last three seasons. Uh, so th- I think there's a lot of frustration that the Jets get a Hall of Fame quarterback and suddenly there's certain people on the sh- certain shows talking them up and, and I get it. It's it's good for ratings, and the, I think the Jets do deserve a lot of credit. They have a good roster. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I think the Jets are going to be right in there uh, with the, the Bills and the Dolphins in the AFC East. I, I think fans sometimes worry too much about the outside the outside noise, yeah. like what, what Kevin was just bringing up with the New York media. If the Jets get off to a slow start and the New York media carves them apart, so be it. That's just what's going to happen. You can't yeah. worry about it. And is Salah ready for the big games? We'll see. We don't know. It's just like how many Bills fans say that Sean McDermott can never win them the big game. Well, you don't know until you finally win a big game. Andy Reid was having people say that for him for 19 years, yep. and now he's considered one of the best of all time. So uh, I just – when I look at the Jets as a team, and I know we'll talk about their defense in a moment, I think they are one of the safest – you could put them anywhere between nine to 11 wins this year. I I feel 80% confidence level. They're going to be in that nine to 11 win range. I I wouldn't bet more than 11 because that schedule is difficult. It's a tough start and Rogers is going to have to adapt to a lot of things early on, but I wouldn't go under nine either. I, I think eight or seven wins. Like, is it possible? Yeah, but you would need a lot of things to go wrong. You would need the defense to fall apart. Uh, I know they were extremely historically healthy last year, but even if they have a few injuries, I think they have the guys to sustain uh, success at at least the top five to top seven level. And I, I just, I, I don't get why we would focus on any negatives right now. Like it, it's That's not guaranteed to work out, but they've done what they need. It's Kevin's fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's because, like I said, uh, Kevin, Kevin just wants to talk it into fruition. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, Ty. He, he likes you. He wants you to be happy, but he doesn't want you to be happy at the Bills' expense. I, I learned how he is now. I see how he plays this game. No, I mean, what's interesting is, I mean, I want nothing more than, like, to start taking down some of these other teams. Like, I want the Bengals out of here. Like, I want, you know, I mean, we'll see how the Chiefs rebound in this kind of interesting mess that they started with we don't hear enough i mean we're starting to but we don't hear enough about how they're missing beside mahomes they're two best players um so that's going to be an interesting start to their season i mean either of us could be them i mean so there's a situation to where we could be both missing our two best not quarterback players um so it's 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 going to be a very, very interesting start to the season. And I think that's why the NFL scheduled it. They didn't schedule this way for not drama. Um, they scheduled it this way for for fun. And they, they wanted to get the ratings off of this early. Strategically, this game should have been later. Like, I mean, just strategically, um, like they tried to do last season with the Jets and Bills, the Jets, uh, Bills and Dolphins. Um, you know, even the Patriots games are scheduled later generally for the Bills. So they generally put 
five out of six of their of their division games much later. So it's it's, it's not overly, um, you know, in, in a season where you're competing for these games are important. This game is just as important as a game could be later in the season yep. uh, when you need these tiebreakers or you need that division win. You can't go back and get it. Um, so there's definitely that uh, that drama that's created in this in this situation, Ty. But let's switch it to the the Jets defense here for a moment. Uh, as we know, this this is a little bit more known on both sides of the ball. Uh, either way, just just give us a quick one minute recap at what the Jets did, if different, uh, on their defensive side of the ball from last year. Man, the Jets' defensive line is loaded. They are absolutely loaded. The only one one downside right now is Carl Lawson's been banged up with a back that Sala, as of today, won't commit to him playing on Week One, which is disappointing. But in years past, we would we would panic because that was like our big guy. Right. The Jets have so many friggin' pass rushers now. It's like it's like a swarm of them. Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, Will McDonald, the guy that drafted, has all kinds of skills. So you feel really confident there. Quinnen Williams is just a man amongst boys in terms of his ability. He's poised to have another all-pro year. And you have John Franklin Myers. They lost Sheldon Rankins. They brought in Al Woods. They got Quentin Jefferson. I mean, they look awesome, dude. I, I think it's just the defensive – it's probably the best defensive front I've seen in a really long time. The Jets for decades never had one pass rusher. Now they have like four. Um I think the one challenge with them will be stopping the run, make sure they can consistently do that. That's something that they kind of struggled with in the past. I think playing with leads this year will help them a lot. Um, the linebackers are interesting. I'm, I'm kind of an anomaly. They uh, they have Jamie and Sherwood starting. I'm not – I still think he's got a lot to prove. I would have brought Quan Alexander back. It only cost like a million dollars to go to Steelers. But they have Quincy Williams who flies around. C.J. Mosley, still a very good player, a little bit lighter. Um, the corners – you know, guys know the corners. I, I mean, Sauce is great. DJ Reed's probably a little underrated. I think he's like a Pro Bowl level corner. He's that good. Michael Carter in the slot's good. The uh, the safeties are interesting, man, because they lost Chuck Clark early right after the year, and I thought he was gonna be a little versatile player, kind of a hybrid guy that could play some like come down in the box, play some linebacker. Uh, Jordan Whitehead was disappointing last year. Lost some weight, looks faster. Salah has all kinds of confidence in him, and then they have Tony Adams, a, a kid out of nowhere who played a little bit last year, who's like all of a sudden like. Pegged to be this breakout star on defense where Peter Schrager talked about him. Sala talked about him. Everybody's raving about him. A lot of athletic ability. He's got really good range, but he's got to prove it. So it's going to be interesting. I think the defense, I think the pass rush is going to be ridiculous. Um, hopefully the, the way to attack them, though, is the dink and dunk, right? It's going to be the quick passing game and try to run the ball right at them and see if you can get them, get them off balance a little bit. But uh, I'm excited, man. I think the one thing we, we argued about last night was – are they going to be like a top five defense? Because DJ Reed said, you know what? We could be a historical defense. Well, the game has changed a lot. So historically, you can't do it because all the new penalties and all the rules right. you have. But also their schedule, dude. Like their schedule is so freaking difficult where you may have a very good defense. You may give up like 18 points a week, but you look at the teams you're playing. Eagles, Bills, Chiefs. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not holding these teams to 12 points a game. You're just not. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I think they're, they're the strength of the team. They're going to set the tone. I think for Monday night, they have to – be the be physical, be aggressive, and just set the tone for the entire game for the stadium. It's going to be crazy, um, but that's it's exciting, man. I haven't been this excited in a long time about a defense. Couple questions here for you: If the Jets wind up with the victory, do you think the key to the game will be the Jets' pass rush beating the offensive tackle? Seems fairly obvious. Yep. Well, yeah. What Deion Dawkins and with Spencer Brown, right? Yeah, those are the be the two Bills starting tackles. Yeah, Their interior is much improved, yeah. um, but that is those are be the two tackles they have put all their uh, put all their eggs in. They 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 do like both of those bookends. 
So. Yeah, the Jets' speed off the edge, man, is just it's it's impressive to watch. And if you can, if they can generate a pass rush without blitzing, look out, man, because then they can unleash all kinds of stuff. And that's we really had a chance to see that because they've always been playing behind. You couldn't take a lot of risks, you know. But that yeah, changes kind of, a lot. Like that yeah, that, that changes a lot. Just having a quarterback where you can jump yeah. out to a lead and then be able to dictate the way the game is played. Uh, I, I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about enough uh, in football, especially with a team like the Bills. The reason the Bills' defense is the way it is is because they're leading half the time, and they can play that style where where you're nickel and you're forcing teams to pass against you, setting up turn, turnovers, takeaways, stuff like that. So that will be interesting how it plays out with the Jets. And Welcome to Tire Discounters. Oh, hiya, Phantom. Hi, Mike. Hey, do you like to save big bucks? I like big bucks. I cannot lie. And the other brothers can't deny? What? You know I don't have any siblings. Well, let's just say that right now you can save big bucks on major brand tires. I like big bucks. And you cannot lie. Why would I lie, Mike? Never mind. Stop by Tire Discounters and save up to 300 big bucks on select major brands, plus a free alignment with any four-tire purchase. Tire. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. New York gave, gives Allen fits, as I alluded to earlier in the show. Uh, they've been able to pressure Allen in the past. They've been able to confuse him. Um, I, I forget the play, but there was a rollout last year where Allen threw right into double coverage, thinking that his guy was wide open. And uh, Allen ha- has been shaky uh, against the Jets last year. Like I said, averaged 176 yards passing in the two games. Only one touchdown pass and two interceptions has had fumble issues in the past against the Jets. And obviously a lot of this even predates uh, Robert Sala being the head coach. He had some struggles against Adam Gaze uh, when he was uh, the head coach of the Jets. So whatever it is, New York has given him problems in the past. I did find it interesting, though, that you said – in order to have some success against this Jets defense, dink and dunk and run it at them. And the reason why I found that interesting is what the Bills did this offseason, drafting a guy like Dalton Kincaid where they can do more 12 personnel and really respond to whatever the defense gives to them. If the defense wants to play the pass, pound the rock. The defense wants to stop the run, you got Kincaid who's going to be a matchup nightmare. You add in uh, a Deontay Hardy, not a name that many fans are familiar with, but a small explosive pl- yards after uh, catch machine. So it, it, it is interesting because I do think we're going to see a different Bills offense than what many fans in the NFL have grown accustomed to uh, in years past, where I do think if this was the Jets defense going up against what the Bills have been the last two, three years, I would say advantage Jets. I would I would even pick them straight up uh, if the Bills didn't make these offseason moves. Right. And I'm not going to reveal my pick, but uh, yeah. But I, I do find it interesting that some things have changed because one one thing that came out after the Bengals' loss was that they basically knew if the Bills were struggling, they were going to go to the same basic right uh, formations. 
they already knew what the Bills were going to go to. The Bills weren't going to go away from their 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 key stuff. They weren't going to try other things to adjust. They were always yeah. going to go back to uh, what they were good at. And if that didn't work, the Bills were kind of screwed. And that's what happened against Cincinnati. I'm going to find it interesting. How much trial personnel do they run at the Jets? And yep. if they have struggles early on, do they continue to commit to it? Or do they do what they did last year and, and try to spread things out still? And that's and that's a, I watched a thing with Dan Orlovsky. He talked about that exactly. 12 personnel with Knox, Kincaid, take advantage of the size and the mismatches. I thought I saw the one comment they have here. The Jets linebackers have notoriously had problems covering running backs out of backfield and tight ends for as long as I've been a fan. I think having Chuck Clark, they're trying to hope to address that. They're, I think they'll probably go three safeties. They'll, they'll bring in Amos, the guy they got from the Packers. They're hoping Tony Adams will help that as well. But uh, that's that's going to be a key, man. That's something that, you know, something C.J. Mosley, he's a little bit lighter, a little bit faster this year. They're trying to offset those things. But uh, that's going to be Salah's challenge for sure. That's a it's a Kincaid looks impressive, man, from what I've seen. It's like, damn, I dude just he brings another element to your offense. Kevin, you're muted. You're muted. Come on, man. I, I mean, I'm so I was so involved with Jason giving us props. Thanks, Jason, for the thanks, Jason, for the props. Um, you know, I really appreciate you giving us a collab on 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 that. That's that's amazing. Um, but to my point, the Bills spent all offseason um practicing 12 personnel. And I believe for for this is one of the games that they were practicing it for. Yep. Uh it wasn't a, these games where they, you know, they can historically spread it out and dominate anyways. That's not, you know, ideally why they were looking to transition to a 12 personnel system. I think that they were looking for the situation to develop in these uh in, in this game. Like look, they're trying to 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 isolate linebackers mm -hmm. on Kincaid. One person that's flying under the radar, Tyson, is Dawson Knox. He is yep. somebody that is a weapon. He's a mismatch. Uh, you know, wasn't utilized as much last year as he was two years ago. But he's a guy now that isn't need doesn't need to be a focal point of on any offense. Um, and I think that he's going to see himself in more situations. He is the Bill starting tight end, and he's going to find himself yep. in situations to uh, get get those mismatches. And if not, and if he's not in those mismatches and somebody else is, then Kincaid is. So I think the Bills have been practicing this new offense. Um, and I mean, Robert Tal is probably not dumb. Um, he's probably very aware that, you know, the Bills probably aren't going to show the same things that they did last year. And I'm, I'm assuming he'll have a counter punch. I mean, that I think how sports works. Um, so it's going to be interesting with whose counter punch the Bills 12 personnel or whatever the, the Jets yep. decide how to, to man that up. Yep. Um, you know, who's who's going to win that counter punch because these two teams have seen each other, at least on this side of the ball, yep. uh, plenty. So that's going to be, to me, the other side's interesting. But this is also interesting, too, because I think this is also a huge key to the game is does Josh Allen break the trend of wanting to do what Josh Allen always wants to do? Or did they practice 12 and 12 personnel enough to where it's going to create running mismatches? You're not really sure what Hardy's in the game for the two tight ends. You're not sure if they're going to throw out of it. They're going to run out of it. What about when they bring in Reggie Gilliam? You know, what about when they bring in Trent Sherfield, who's probably one of the best run uh, wide receiver blockers in the league? They specifically took him over from Miami. Uh, and how well he was uh, supporting that Miami run game uh, for uh, for you know Mike McDaniel and staff. So there's going to be some new pieces to Mike's point to this offense, and really where I've been told the Bills wanted to increase 
isn't necessarily the tackle position. The Bills feel like Josh Allen can alleviate any concerns at right tackle. They were sick of the pressure up the middle. They were sick of the good defensive tackles in the division. They're sick of the strong defensive tackles in the league. I mean, it really is a growing position. Yep. And they sank a lot of assets into the interior offensive line, selecting a second round pick that's starting from day one, uh, going out and getting their Connor McGovern, someone they feel is one of the best uh, pass blockers in the league, yep. um, as well as David Edwards behind them, who they think can start in a pinch. Uh, and he's been good all in the entire, entire preseason. They like what they got from Alec Anderson, a UDFA. Um, so the Bills are in a situation to where that interior was probably as, as, probably as funny as it sounds their biggest weakness last year the interior o-line was terrible yeah. uh it was a major 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 problem to the point where um you know it made it look spencer brown made made him look worse but really the issue lied up front and they were unable the pressure in josh allen's face especially in big games uh just he wasn't he wasn't able to ever get anything going in certain atmospheres they lost the vikings game because of pressure right up the middle yep. fumbled the ball on a quarterback sneak tie i remember uh, to, that. To, to prevent them from getting the one seed, essentially, um, you know, Harrison Phillips, you know, wrecks his old buddies uh, and gets in there and causes havoc in a, in a simple QB sneak when the game's essentially in, in a way over. Uh, so the Bills shore up that interior. So I'm really interested to see right away if that interior is actually as good as we think or not. Uh, and well, yeah. just like the Jets will, the Bills will find out very, very quickly if that's going to continue to be an issue or if they may have something there. So, uh, that is the key to the game. It's the Sons of Erie key to the game. It's the interior O-line against the Jets, staunchy, and as Ty put it, uh, ridiculous defensive line. So <laughs> we're going to see what that amounts to. Tell me what you're feeling, Ty. Like, tell me tell me your thoughts. It's on the 8 o'clock hour now. Like, give, me, give us a nugget that we don't know. Something, do you watch Hard Knocks? Like, do you, oh. you hate it? Do you like it? Like, give I'll, a, give you, give I'll give you a nugget. Here's a nugget. Yeah, give me a nugget. September 11th will be the loudest crowd Probably in the history of MetLife Stadium wow. for a jet game. That place wow. is going to be a zoo. Like, cause when did it open? It's it's probably I don't know ten years, whatever. 10? But this okay. this is going to be one of the loudest Jets home crowds in a, in a really really wow. long time. Because because like this, like Jet fan, like we're everybody's ready, man. Like there's just so much energy, so much excitement. Aaron Rodgers' first game, Monday Night Football, all these things, and it's just like everybody's just ready to unleash. You know, what I mean, you're just, you're just there's like that level of excitement surrounding this team. This stadium is going to be wild, absolutely wild. I mean, they're talking to everybody getting there 45 minutes early to start their chance. Wow. And, yeah, it's, it's, and I, and I think, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I like hard knocks, man. I think hard knocks has been fun. I was against it because I thought it was going to be a distraction. Like they didn't need it anymore, but you're seeing a lot of really cool things with just the team, the chemistry, the leadership, you know, Aaron Rodgers, how he interacts with his teammates. That's all really good. And the, the Jets did a classy thing where they're like, they're not going to show anybody getting cut. They're going to show guys that made the team, which is great, man. Like, mm, I like that. Yeah, so, like, like they have a, really, a good segment tight with Gibson. They're going to have one with nice. Brownlee, I think, as well. But that's, like, kind of like, hey, man, let's start rewarding good things and not always dwell on the negative like things. That. Like, seeing a poor guy walk out with his head down and in tears, you know, like. So, uh, it's going to be great, man. I'm, this is the most like exciting, that. I'm telling you, man. I cannot wait to be there. Be tailgating probably for four hours for this one. I, <laughs> it's, it's Except exciting. your own cap, though. We saw him get cut. Um, yeah, and that which was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Was, was, did he actually show anything? Like, uh, you know, it's it's something that Hard Knocks yeah. really works up, but did he show yeah. anything on the field? Nope. That's a numbers yeah, game. A wide receiver, man. Yeah, they were loaded. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, not with Gibson and Brownlee. I don't, I don't think there was any shot. Uh, unfortunately, it happens in this sport. Um, but that's cool. I really like to hear that, the uh, update to um, showing that. That's historically been Hard Knocks' last episode, which is on soon. Tonight. Um, yep, yep so... 
Um, so that's going to be a cool watch. I'll, I'll tune in at some point here later uh, to kind of see how that goes. But do you like it? I, what I want to ask is, did you do you like it from like a not a fan perspective, but from like a football perspective? Like, do you like your team with that attention? Does it do you worry it shows anything? The height, anything like talk to me about it from the football side. I think once you trade for Aaron Rodgers, okay. the, the spotlight's on you, man. It's going to be there anyway. I mean, the, the media coverage, the fan coverage. I mean, everybody's all over you anyway. I think the cool thing is you get to see some personalities of the team. Like you yeah. see more of Quentin Williams' personality, you know, like that. That's kind of a really interesting thing, how close they are and like all their different conversations, the relationship between Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Like that, just like from that behind the scenes thought was interesting. The one really interesting thing I thought was when they showed Aaron Rodgers getting really pissed off where they ran, they ran three route, they run the wrong route three times, dropped two passes in a false start, and he was pissed. Like you could see yeah. like, you know, he's cursing his brains out. And then you see them kind of bounce back from it slowly. Like, all right, let me rally the troops. Let's figure this out. So you saw that raw emotion. You saw how they're, 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 the work. And uh, the other really cool thing was, and it wasn't made for TV, was the defensive line group where they had the, um, they all have pieces of chain link. And they put the, mm-hmm. they put the chain together and say, I will not be the weakest link. So you see their camaraderie. You see how they're committed to each other and how they're committed to the team. That's things we never normally see. You know what I mean? The motivational tactics I thought was interesting. Like a lot of people – Going into last year, one of Ulbrich fired. They thought he sucked, including me. I thought he was terrible. And now he's becoming a guy where you like you respect his approach and how he's coaching up his players. And you're seeing Quinn Williams flourish. And you're seeing, you know, Sauce Gardner become a star. So uh I thought it was good, man. I it's there were some pretty good things in there. Dan, you saw what? What's the defensive line room? I think they were eating dinner or like or hanging out with was they were doing something together. So that was that was pretty cool to see um them as a unit uh, yep. going forward. Um, so, I, I mean, I like the, I like the sometimes hard night. I think some of the other shows can be like better made, but I think yeah. this specific one, um, on like, I mean, I like quarterback. Uh, that was a really great show. I yeah. thought it was a really good insight. A couple other shows, you know, a season with some of the other versions can be a little bit better, but hard knocks has done a good job of, of kind of not make it just about like the antics of like practice squad players. Like, yep. I mean, that's kind of interesting, but I don't think you need to make a, a series about like the 60 to 70th man on a roster. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought you would have liked that. Kev. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't really like that. Um, only because like, it does take a lot of work. And like, like I asked Ty earlier, like, was there any shot for cap? Like, I mean, if not, like, what are we doing here? Like, um, yep. uh, I guess he, Played a good eight mile though. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's right. He did um, a good rap. <laughs> I, I, I did I did enjoy that. So we really appreciate you coming on for 45 minutes. It's time for for you to kind of, you know, we've talked a lot about it. Give us the Jets, your Jets season prediction. Um, like I, I do want to hear what you say, like kind of sum it up for us. All the stuff we talked about today. Give us, give us their record. Um, obviously, you know, from there we'll know if you go over or under their prediction uh, prediction, Mike. Um, but Ty, give us your over under. Where do you think that the, the Jets wind up this season and tell us where they go? Uh, I'm staying 11 and six. I, okay. I think that's where I'm at. I think a lot of people want to say 13, 14 wins. I think the schedule, the, I think that they could potentially start out slow just because of just Rodgers getting acclimated to the offense and to the Jets. 11 and six. And I'm hoping that makes a run at the AFC East because I think the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets will all play a double digit wins. I think it's going to be, I think the Dolphins will be pretty yeah. good this year too. So it's going to come down to conference record, division record, all that stuff. For all the tiebreakers, that's why this game on Monday night's important. But that's that's the schedule. Uh, I'm hoping they, they can win the AFC East, dude, because we want a home playoff game so damn bad. You guys are spoiled. Like we don't, I guess so. we, never, we never make the playoffs. We never have home playoff games. So we, we we're, we're due for something. So 
I prayed to the football gods because what seed? What seed is that? Eleven and six. Give us where? Where does that end you? Oh, this is this is the big part right now. Oh man, we well, figure that's gotta that, that's gotta be what three, right? He has probably. them as the AFC East division champs, Kevin. Three seed. So that means you probably might <laughs> see a die route right on the going deep. You're gonna see a Jets are your new AFC champion. So you're gonna get the Bills or the Dolphins. I mean, you're gonna get an AFC's third game somewhere. You're gonna get the Bills or Dolphins in that game in a if, if you happen to secure yeah. the three seed, it would be uh a Bills and or Dolphins repeat third game there. So um that could be an interesting no. And I don't think that either way, whether it's Bills, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Jets, Bills, you know, whoever's hosting it, Jets, Dolphins, yep. I think you'll probably see a three, uh, three time game uh, somewhere in this yeah, division. I, I, I truly, I, I truly do so. believe that. And um, if it's not the three because the division's so good, it's probably historically probably 11 and six, probably the five. Yep. Um, so you'd probably get the worst of the division. Um, which isn't necessarily a terrible place to be. That four or five game seems to have some magic come out of it. Yep. A couple Super Bowl champions out of that easily. Uh, so it's going to be, I, I think, a pretty make, tough I division. Playoffs, dude. I just want to make the playoffs. It. How about the? <laughs> I mean, you what's your take on the Patriots? Win. Are they done? Are you going to break the Patriots curse? Bro, if we don't sweep the Patriots this year, I give yeah. up. Like, that's it. Okay. Like, sweep them. And, I, and, like, I'm, like, that angry fan, dude. Like, if you're up 45-3 in, like, the fourth quarter, bring in Zach Wilson. <laughs> We've been there. Bring so in Zach it. Wilson and throw a 60-yard bomb in the Hardman. I don't care. Like, put up 50 on Belichick, dude. I don't care. They've got to sweep them this year. I we hate did, Mac Jones. I can't take it. We didn't do that versus the Patriots, but the one year Miami needed to win the last game of the season with Tua, Matt yeah. Barkley came into the fourth quarter and threw, like, a 50-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. Uh, and the final score was something like 56 to 26. And we had our backups in the entire second half. That was, that felt we, good. We did. So, we threw a touchdown pass to Tommy Doyle. Like we, <laughs> we, we oh yeah. In the playoff game. So yeah, we did do it to the Patriots, but uh, I will say it, I, it would not surprise me to see the Jets go 11 and six, win the division from a bill standpoint. I, obviously I want Buffalo to win the division, have a home playoff game. I don't think it's as important to our team at the moment to win the division. Obviously, that's the goal. Yeah, but if they had to go on the road in the playoffs, I think yeah. they have the experience where they would be okay. Uh, even the Jets, I think if they if you if you guys were a wild card, I don't think that's the end of the world. I think the home playoff game is more to enjoy it as a fan yeah. base to yep. be able to celebrate that moment, 100%. especially the end of a very long drought. Like you talk about how we're a little bit spoiled right now, but just six years ago, we were in the same spot that you guys are true. Uh, currently in, except for we were on year 17 uh, of not making the playoffs. So yeah. I definitely uh, feel your pain and I'm excited to see an AFC East that has the Dolphins, the Jets and the Bills all competing with one another with the Patriots having to settle for their spot at the, the bottom of the division. Yeah. I know their fans say, it still hasn't happened. Well, I don't see a scenario where it can't happen this year uh, with the Patriots. So I'm excited for that. And as we transition to the final thing with you today, Ty, how do you see Monday Night Football going? Oh. What's your prediction? What's your pick? We already heard you pick the the Jets to win the AFC East. Are you gonna disappoint our fans a little bit more and start the year with the Jets win on? Uh, Monday Night Football. <laughs> I started sweating just now. All of a sudden, now I'm t- a little <laughs> <laughs> putting the pressure on. This is this is when things get real. I think this is the game of the week, man. I, I think this is the game of the weekend. I think everybody's looking forward to it. Jets Bills. Um, I think it's gonna be an excellent close game. I think it's got like a three point game, and I'm gonna be biased because I just honestly no, this, is, this is for selfish reasons. 
I just think that stadium is going to be an absolute zoo. Like, I think the stadium is going to be crazy. The emotion, the momentum, the environment, I think that's going to help them a little bit, help the defense too. So, uh, ah, man, <laughs> I just think it's going to be a close game. <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would probably take the Jets and the points because they're they're the underdog right now. I think it's, what, two and a half? Yep. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh. It's a tough spot. Tough spot. Ty, they, all of our fans of our show hate me right now. They, Why? They see, be too nice? they see me being positive about the Jets. They see me getting along with you, and they just want to throw Ty, me he's ruining me. our brand, Ty, right yeah, here like, live on air. But listen, every time for the last four years I came on this show, no, I, was, he did. I, he did. He did. I praised the Bills. I go back on my channel. They would he roast he the did. hell out of That's me. That's what I'm saying. I, I just got to be fair <laughs> to Ty right here. Ty is one of our I think he did like our eight straight Bills picks. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I show Ty love because I'm actually happy for him. He's oh. – Maybe the only Jets fan I actually like on this planet. So, uh, <laughs> so no, Ty, I will say your fan base has gone rabid, Ty. Like, there's some oh, of you yeah. guys I really enjoy, um, but it's gone, it's gone rabid. So, I mean, right? I mean, hey, I'm We're sure the Bills, <laughs> yeah, the Bills in 2019, and they probably weren't a great bunch. So, um, we we totally understand. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, it's great insight. <laughs> really hope we can get you in for the later. Uh, later show in the game two in Buffalo. Um, we'll have a lot of these answers. Like how, how does the Jets D line look? How does the Bills O line look? How's Rogers look? We'll have some of these answers. So I think the next time we come on could even be fun, uh, more fun. Yeah, absolutely. To have you, but thank you so much for coming on. What are you working on this week? Tell us. We do have some crossover viewers as we've already seen. Um, you know, tell us what you're working on. What do you got going on leading up to Monday? Oh, well, tomorrow night you're joining me, man. So you're coming on our channel tomorrow night. So that's going to yep. be exciting. And then we're doing game previews, game streams. We're doing all kinds of stuff. Um, it's just, it's a really busy time like you guys too, man. We try to do our goal. We have a really, really cool community, man. Like our chat is very rare. It's all diehard fans. We have a lot of fun. We're not a lot of like detailed X's and O's like you guys. Yeah. We do a lot more like shtick and fun and joking around, stuff like that. But uh, we have fun, man. And I I'm just... It's just exciting times, and we do a lot of tailgate videos. We do clips from games, so uh, it's fun. Where's man. my guy, Ephraim? Shout out to Ephraim. Where's Ephraim? Yeah, man? Ephraim's doing good, man. He's yeah, good. he's actually like helping me out, making new. Uh, he's making. Oh, he, is he? He made it. He made a light for us, like this neon light for us. Now we're getting all fancy okay. now. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to coming on yours. I love the I love the way your show runs. I jump in every so often. Your your chat box is roaring like ours is, so it's <laughs> it's always fun to get in there. And I'm you know looking forward to hearing your your guys' side of the story too. Um, and, and kind of have to fire back uh, our answers. So thank you so much for coming on. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. You can always find his, I mean, Ty, your, your, your YouTube channel is popped off. So anybody that wants to check him out this week, please send over there and uh, get in yeah. your, your questions. Give the name quick, day. Kevin. Yeah. What? Let's talk Jets. Yeah. And first of all, thank you for you guys too. Cause you're, you're the one bills channel. Everybody recommends us all to go to like, go on their show, go talk to those guys, follow their show. You guys get a lot of recommendations from everybody in our chat too. Like when the bills week comes up, you two are always mentioned. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you, Ty, for coming in. And we'll catch you later. And I'm definitely going to catch you on the future show. Thanks, Ty. We'll catch you hopefully later on uh, this season. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Oh, so lots to lots to talk about here, Mike, from that. We're going to bring up producer Kevin. Kevin, welcome to the show. Sorry we ran a little bit late um, from from the uh, Ty interview, but there's always such great details. And Mike, Mike obviously has to get in here and answer Um and, and join, I mean, I felt outnumbered, Kevin. I was going to call you up at one point. It was like two to one, Jets to Bills. <laughs> I wasn't feeling great. What, what did your takeaway for that hour, top of the hour off of uh, Jets talk? 
Honestly, I think I'm more on Mike's side, not to break oh it to you, Kevin, but yeah, I think I'm more in the middle, which hopefully balances the show out because I think it's still the Bills division to lose. And I think the Bills are going to win the division, not to spoil my predictions, but I think the Jets are going to be very competitive. And I actually have them finishing second in the division. So I see it from both aspects where okay. like, and you want to know something? they have a very tough schedule, but like you were saying, Kevin, they have a very easy back half of the schedule. You want to know what, Syracuse? I have not even talked about my predictions yet. So even though I gave some nice little talk, a pub to the Jets, no one knows what my picks are yet. Kevin, neither Kevin can complain about where I'm going uh, with my picks this week. So you guys will see soon enough. We got some. We got some bad reviews from Mike in the chat room. And, and anybody, um, you know, if you could please smash the like button, that means you know a, a ton for us. Look, you got people wanting you to sub in today, Kevin. Um, so uh, you definitely have at least the mindset of of Mike getting mad at me I, for asking the hard questions. What are we going to? What are we going to throw softballs? I'll interview Mike. You want to throw softballs? I'm definitely the most replaceable person on this show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I feel you like want us to throw art. softballs. Come on. It's we had to get some. We had to get some good. Like it's literally New York media, and you're not going to let me ask that question of of like like Yankees fans are a mess. They want to fire literally everybody under the sun. They had a huge payroll. It's a similar story. Like it's, everything's the same basically. They spent a ton of money. Like it's like the same situation. Um, and you wouldn't let me counter off that, Mike. I, I am I am utterly disappointed. And if if they do, if this is irrelevant. Next time we talk to Ty and something does go, I am going to harp on that so hard on the November show. Like you, you don't even know. Believe me. I know. I, I know. Cause that's what you do, Kevin. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't want to wish some bad things. And wish that to happen. You got to understand Ty's happy being a Jets fan for probably the first time in a decade. I, I just want him to have a little <laughs> bit of happiness and maybe come back on our show again <laughs> in, in the future. He's had he's been on the show uh, when that Jets team is in a, a bad spot, so I, I anticipate seeing seeing him uh, soon. Um... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I like this. I like this point, too. You know, we, the Bills are historically pretty good on the road. Like Josh Allen, to the point early, doesn't get some of those jitters that he sees in front of his home crowd. Um, you know, outside of that dud that he threw against Jacksonville, Kevin, and that um, dud last year against the Jets, you see some pretty good numbers for Josh on the road, and you see some pretty good numbers under the lights. He starts fast. Um, you know, it's been a really great start to the season for him in terms of, you know, what he's able to do. I mean, a lot of people point to the Bills' start last year of how good it was. Um, 
What's your take on that? Some of the stats we threw out earlier about what he's able to do early on in games. Well, you wouldn't know that Josh Allen throws up before every game if you're an outsider looking at it. But yeah, I mean, it seems like sometimes when the lights come on, some guys shy away and then the real dogs show who they really are. And Josh Allen is a dog. And at first, maybe when it was like 2019, 2020, you would see some mistakes here and there. But I think now he is so well-rounded that, yeah, of course, he's not going to be perfect. We're never going to see. Well, I shouldn't say never, but that Patriots game was an anomaly in the playoffs. So we're going to see some mistakes, especially with all the hype surrounding this game, Monday Night Football, all the different storylines. Like Ty was saying, that stadium is going to be nuts. So I'm not expecting Josh to be perfect. But at the same time, I am confident that he is going to show his stuff. And I'm already thinking ahead to what are we going to see? Are we going to see a stiff arm? Are we going to see a hurdle? Are we going to see a 60-yard bomb? It's just like with Josh Allen, when the lights come on, he does something special every single time. like it. I really do. I do really like that. Um, Football weather. We're seeing some good football weather uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Partly cloudy, 63 degrees Fahrenheit, 5 to 10 uh, mile per hour winds. Great night to watch a football game. Absolutely. That is what we're talking about coming out of New Jersey here on Monday. Uh, It's going to be a beautiful day for all of our Bills fans to get out there and watch this game. Kevin, are you going to be giving us some on-the-field views? Are you going to be telling us what you see atmosphere-wise? Take some clips. Let us know what you see from the fans. I'm curious to know how these Jets fans are going to be. I'm curious to know. So give us a little breakdown. Are you going to be heading to New Jersey uh, on Sunday? I think I will be. Monday morning, I'm actually going to talk You're to my friends Monday. tonight. Okay, good Planning for you. a road trip, leaving early Monday morning, I think from my house. He's coming okay. from Buffalo, so it should take about seven hours to get there. We'll probably get there wow, like 4 going o'clock. right there. Try to soak it all in. We'll get a cheap Airbnb for the night and then come back early Tuesday morning because we have a big show to talk about Tuesday at 7. So <laughs> as we ask from you. Like we will be Kevin, going. I want to ask something from you. See if you can get some clips. See if you can I, – I'm, I'm interested to know the atmosphere down – um at, at Matt Life there from Jets fans and from Bills fans. I just want to know what you you sense it out. Let us know what you see down there and, and let us know how the atmosphere is. And that's part of this, man. When Ty was just on here saying, did he say it, Mike? He said it was the biggest gonna be the loudest game loudest in, since the opening. Now he okay did, he did did he say for the Jets or the he Giants? Said the Jets. Or the Jets. He said just okay, the Jets. so yeah, I think that's likely true. Like you think about it, they haven't made the playoffs since when? 2010? It's been over a decade since they've they've been in the playoffs, so there really hasn't been a game uh, of this. I, I I know it's a season opener, so I don't want to like talk it up beyond reality. But a game of this magnitude, where you're going up against the three-time defending AFC East division champions, yeah, where you now have your Hall of Fame quarterback going up against Josh Allen, then you believe you have a chance. So uh, I could totally see New York rocking on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than what you typically would expect uh, in any other regular season contest. You know, when Ty was saying that about how raucous it's going to be, I started thinking back to the Yankees-Guardians playoff game that I went to last year because normally whenever I go to an away game, I'm fine. Like, I don't like to get physical. I don't chirp other fans. I just go and I cheer for my team. But the Cleveland fans were so bad to me. I was wearing my Aaron Judge jersey. And I kid you not, from the time I walked out of my seat, I stopped to go to the bathroom, which was a bad idea because I just got heckled like crazy. But from the time I left my seat to the time I exited the stadium, 
it was insane to the point where I was like actually fired up to like, I was telling my friend like, dude, we got to get out of here. Cause I'm starting to get pissed because I'm not doing anything. And it's just 20, if not 30 FUs judge. Like I, I didn't play. What, what do you want me to do? Well, get so ready. For I was that thinking about that. I'm like, wait a sec. <laughs> if yeah, that was, get- if that was a baseball game, what's going to happen to me at a football game? Because I'm not going there trying to start anything but I'm clearly going to be outnumbered. So I, I started thinking about that when Ty was talking because I was like, I got to I gotta, I gotta prepare myself. There will be a lot of Bills fans there too. That, that is important to note. Whenever the Bills play in uh, New Jersey, there's always a good contingent of Bills Mafia there. So while it will be a rowdy atmosphere uh, for the Jets, you will have friends in the stands. Uh, you might get a couple uh, obscenities thrown your way, but – I think you'll be able to make it out alive for the most part. Uh, Cleveland is a is a different town when you're going against uh, the Browns or going up against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Those are some fan bases that are going to let you hear it every time you're there. Uh, Buffalo is no different. Believe me, if, if you're an opposing fan, you're going to a Bills fan a Bills game. You're you're hearing it here too. So um, I, I think you'll be okay overall. Uh, outside of a few things yeah i'm not worried it's not like i get offended when people chirp me but it's just like it gets to a point where it's like okay i've heard this 30 times now how many more times do you need to tell me so it should be interesting hey donna has a good point if you go to the game with me give me a ticket i'll i'll buy an aaron Rodgers jersey we'll be okay we'll get along (laughs) uh no one you can hang it up next to your joe burrow jersey so your collection of bills um Bills competitor quarterback. You know, I have like over ten Bills jerseys, but you own one opposing team jersey, and then suddenly you you're Donna, you're on the fan base of every single rival the Buffalo Bills have. But Donna, make sure you, you keep continue. I love. Thank you, Donna. I should call Donna up here. It's it's this is this is ridiculous. Now this is this is getting this is getting nuts. Um, but I think it's a good point. The Jets haven't made the playoffs in a very long time. Bold prediction to have them winning in the AFC East. I certainly wouldn't have done that during the Brady era very much, uh, even if I felt good about the team. But hey, we didn't we didn't trade. I, I made this point, Mike. I think this is a good point. I'm serious. I made this point. Like during the Bills drought, where was even Derek Carr? Where was even these quarterbacks that became available um, like fairly easily? Like, yeah, I mean, the Bills struggled. You know, they lost on their draft pick with with EJ Manuel. There was no available options. You, you look here they and they're able luck. to rebound off of Zach Wilson like this. Dude, wild. Bills just had bad luck during the drought and they had some bad decisions. Like the years they decided to go all in at, at quarterback were not the, the the years to do it. Obviously, they would have got big bad. Was there who moved in that time, though, Mike? Like. Really, like a very old Peyton Manning, way late, looking for a Super Bowl contender, and like it just didn't happen the same way. Now, like nobody. there's so much more movement. It just, it just wasn't as much of the norm back then. When you were a quarterback moving around that period, normally it was later in your career. You were on the downside, starting to regress. It, there just was not as many readily available quarterbacks. I know Brett Favre was a similar one uh, to the Jets a little over a decade ago, and that didn't exactly turn out great for. New York. So Bills fans will be hoping for a repeat uh, of that. Anthony, love the the comment. Three teamer, Mike. Uh, if only you guys knew how many college basketball <laughs> teams I had, you would think that I'm a five, six, seven teamer. Um, but uh, with football, I only have one. It's the Bills and no one else, regardless of whose jerseys I own. But let's, uh, because we are at an hour and 21 minutes right now, guys, let's talk a little bit about our season predictions before we 
end the show making our picks for this uh, Jets Bills game. All right, Mike. Uh, Mike, why don't you fire us off with your? I will get started. So you guys think I'm all negative? You guys think I'm a Jets fan now, and maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? But I have the Bills. I'm I'm gonna pick them to go 11 and six this year, and I have them winning the AFC East, getting the three seed in the in the AFC. When we originally did the Bills pick them after the schedule was released, I had the Bills going 13 and four, and I felt confident at that time. And it's not that I have that I feel worse about the bills right now than I did at that point in time. I don't, it's that I think I've started to respect some of the other teams on their schedule a little bit more and realize that this is going to be a gauntlet in the AFC. This is a really, really, really difficult conference to be in where there's very few easy games. I I think AFC East wise, they could go four and two in the division and that wouldn't even be a bad thing. Uh, Last year, I picked the Bills to go 13 and four. They went 13 and three. Likely would have been 13 and four. So uh, I have nailed this record uh, a few times in the last decade. I'm normally within a game or so. I'm not trying to talk myself up or anything. But uh, if we go beyond just regular season prediction, how are they going to do record wise? I have the Bills going to the AFC Championship. I don't know who they'll face. I don't know if it's going to be Cincinnati. I don't know if it's going to be uh, Kansas City. Maybe the Jets make a run, but I believe the Bills will be playing in the final conference game of the season with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. We will see if they are able to get over the hump. I I believe the squad knows that their realistic Super Bowl window with some of the guys they have on this squad is starting to narrow and that this is a make or break year with their current group, their current core group. Not saying that they can't win a Super Bowl next year or the year after, but for guys like Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, uh, and the like, this is the time if they're going to do it together. So it's going to be a fun year, and, I, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Kevin, bring us into your quick season recap because we got to get into score predictions here. Uh, bring us into your season um, record and why. So I have the Bills going 13-4. and four. I think that a lot of people are starting to write the Bills off And I think that that's when these guys thrive because last year the bills were the jets. They were the media darlings. Everyone loved them. 13 seconds actually helped the bills myself included. Like we were all just so high on them. They got Von Miller, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, you know, the whole squad. So we were all just so high. And then the opener against the Rams, it was like, Oh my God, who's stopping these guys. And then they essentially stopped themselves. So I think that, this is where I want to be as a Bills fan and where I think the team wants to be as the underdogs. So go ahead. You know, talk up the Jets all you want. Talk up two and the Dolphins. Tell me how Aaron Rodgers is going to take this team to the Super Bowl. Because you know what? Like Von Miller says, burn it all. We don't care. So I want to be the underdog. And I think that getting back to that stage is best for this Bills team because that's when they play their best football. When people are counting them out, I think that that's when Josh Allen and the rest of this team are at their best. So I have the Bills going 13-4. and Reasonable. And I think that they're going to finish really strongly. Yeah. 
I think 13 and four as well. I think that kind of converse schedule. It's kind of a reverse of, of the jets. Um, I think they're going to start off strong. I think this is probably their biggest and hardest game for a while. Believe it or not, I broke down earlier um, based on DVOA and uh, record predictions that this is actually, this only the seventh hardest bills game. Um, so that's, that's interesting. We'll see if that ends up being right or wrong. Um, but it's, there's, there is five, I can't remember it's six or seven. There was like four to five other games, uh, that were uh, harder on the bill schedule than this one. We'll see if that's right or not. Um, could be completely wrong or could be dead on. So, uh, for me, I had the bills as well. I'm going to stick to my score prediction. Nothing has changed. I think the bills are in a good spot from when we did the season review show back in April. Uh, I have them going 13 and four as well. Uh, and I have um, them starting off fairly hot and, and basically playing fairly consistent. I think you're going to get some consistency this year uh, compared to last year where you might have had some of those highs and lows, had those highs and lows under Dable the year before that. Um, so I think that you're going to see some of that consistent 12 personnel. And that is the counter to this Jets defense. They literally went out and made sure they could secure the division berth, the Jets and the Dolphins. They were sick of having to only think about the Chiefs. They feel like they're in a good place with the Chiefs. They've scored some really good, uh, had some good offensive games against them. They feel like they're in an in a good spot to compete with them 13 and four they put this 12 personnel package together to beat their division games including the patriots that is what they care about that is the bill's big counter of the season uh going forward um but now it's time to get into game before, predictions. before we go to the game predictions i do want to yes. say one thing okay quick if you go to fbi football power index on espn they have the bills projected win total at 10 and a half after thousands of simulations, you go to Vegas, they have the bills over under at 10 and a half. Now, I, I think typically Vegas might be a little bit conservative when they do these, just like when you see fantasy projections, uh, they'll show numbers a little bit lower than what is possible. But I do think that's a revealing number that both a model that simulates thousands of times and that Vegas, which is pros at this, have that 10 and a half number. I, I do think we're looking at right around that point. So I'll split the difference. And I think 12 wins is possible. I just think 13 is going to be a little lofty with the guys on the schedule. They'll have to play much better football throughout the entire year than they did last year to get to 13 wins with this schedule. Okay. That's fair enough. Okay. It's time to bring in the score predictions. We had Ty uh, having the Jets win. He has predicted, he has, in fairness, he has predicted many Bills victories on this show. So we'll give it to him. There's a lot of hype there. So we got one pick for the Jets. We're going to start. We're going to go the same order, Mike to Kevin. Let's go with Mike to start with. What is the score prediction of this game? And give us a quick why. Yeah. So after everything I've said on the show today, <laughs> basically everybody in the comment section is like, oh, he's going to pick New York. Yeah. Uh, Wrong, wrong. I am picking the Buffalo Bills to come out and play great defensive football and come out with a win 24-21. The line on this is Bills by two and a half. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think Vegas basically is looking at this Bills team and asking the same questions I've been asking all offseason. Why are we downplaying them? Why are we hyping up New York? Why are we hyping up Miami? The Bills are still here. They are still the team to beat in the AFC East. I think their defense is going to come out and cause problems for the Jets week one. Aaron Rodgers, the last two years, has struggled out of the gate week one. I think that continues again uh, this year. And another thing to take note, when trying to see what Aaron Rodgers will do with the Jets this year, Look back to what Tom Brady did his first year with the Bucs in 2020. It was a slow uh, development. Yes, 
Rodgers has Hackett. He has some of his receivers in Cobb uh, and uh, Lazard and, and so forth. But I don't think week one against the Bills is the ideal matchup for the Jets, especially when I can almost guarantee you that the Bills have been hiding things in anticipation for this matchup the entire offseason. I expect the Bills to, to come out, play great football, get the win, start 1-0. And then I just have one last thing before uh, I saw one of the comments about Jersey Mike's. I love Jersey Mike's. Great restaurant. Recommend going there. I would love that as a nickname going forward. If I had the spaces buzzer, you would have gotten it like three times tonight. Okay, going down to Kevin. He did pick a Bills win 28-24, Kevin. So we got one-to-one. What do you got going on uh, in your score prediction? And give us give us your points. Well, I guess I'll take some of the heat off of Mike because I am going to take the Jets here. And I hate to do it, but yeah, there you go, Mike. Um, so again, I have the Bills going 13-4. and four, And I think that there's a real possibility that they could go 8-0. and And I just got to the point in the schedule where I was like, well, th- there's got to be a loss in here somewhere. So I think they're going to start off with the loss. And a point that I want to make Going back to something that Tyson said, I think this game is going to come down to who can utilize the middle of the field better. Because when the question came up about can the Jets take advantage of the Bills' middle linebacker situation, and I think that they can. I think Rodgers is very smart. He's a veteran. We know how good he is. And with all the weapons that they have, I think they're going to exploit that part of our defense. And I'm not sure if the Bills can do that. I need to see more from Ken Dorsey because – Ty was saying how the Jets have struggled to cover those short, quick passes. And I haven't seen enough from Ken Dorsey to be able to prove that he knows how to use Kincaid and Sherfield and Hardy and Knox and James Cook. We want to see more of James Cook out of the backfield and in the passing game. So I don't know if the Bills can do it yet, at least. And again, I think there has to be a loss in there somewhere if they're going to win 13 games. And just with all the hype, the crowd, the whole atmosphere, I'm going to take the Jets 27 to 24. Um, so I'll pick it up from, from that situation. And I'm going to give you guys the counterpoint to that. I mean, I think those are all valid. If, if they lost, those are all valid reasons on why you believe that I'm going to take the counterpoint here. Rogers has been historically bad to start seasons. He starts slow. He needs to get in rhythm with his offense. You can tell me like, this is a completely different team. It's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still his offensive coordinator. It is literally his two, uh, two of three receiver weapons. Um, it is, it, it is Aaron Rodgers, And I don't know the, 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 dra- the vast difference. He had Devonte Adams in one of those games. I'm not, I'm not really buying that the weapons are being that different. Josh Allen's 11 and three, as we've talked about on this show, two, two of those losses. One of them was a Monday night game with the wedding, like literally goalpost shaking uh, the Damian Harris run game. You got the, the Tennessee slip and then you got the rescheduled game uh, with the COVID season. Um, so to me, you know, he plays very well in these environments, his stats pop and he's seven and oh coming off of, uh, off of, off of the teams where he's lost the year prior. Um, so in terms of playing a team after a loss, uh, he's very good at it. And, um, you know, he generally wants to prove others wrong. So Josh Allen's just, just, this is a beast of a game. And the people have been downplaying the bills all off season. Uh, I think Josh Allen goes out. Could they get it? Could they get like a Washington or a Raiders or something like that downfall? I don't think so. Um, but I think that that even, even to me without on a one o'clock game, um, you know, those, those could be like trap games for the team. That's maybe where you're lost. You're looking at your loss, Kevin, something like that. But I think with the energy being high, we saw what he's able to do to start the season last year on the road, his record in prime time. I have a bills win in this game. I've been 31, 13. I think that they'll show the nation 
that the Bills are still here and they're still legitimate. I don't know how quickly this this the, the, the running game hasn't started at all. Their offensive line hasn't played at all. You guys are really talking up the New York Jets, and maybe at the end of the season, they could be ticking on all cylinders. I am more worried about the Jets later in the season, I will be honest. I am not worried about the September New York Jets right now uh, just because – it's all of them, all of these factors together, and they could all add up, and it could be this emotional game, and he, it could all come together. But I got the Bills winning 31-13 to 13 in a game very similar to last year where maybe it's 10-7 to 7, uh, early on in it and you know through the first quarter. Um, I, I, but I just have this new aggressive Bills defense with, with all of its starters back, uh, for the most part, minus Von Miller, and a new offensive line, and Josh Allen has something to prove. I am excited. I just don't think this Jets offense is going to mesh on all cylinders. And I don't overly buy the production of the Jets defense of how good it is. We've seen Josh rip up Robert Sala's defense in the past, including 2021 and including 2020. We've been, we've seen it in the past whenever he's a defensive coordinator. I don't fully buy this, uh, this yet. He had six backup quarterbacks. There's a lot of things he still needs to prove to me. He does a great cornerback combo. I will give him that. That is a great cornerback unit. I just don't buy this pass rush that we haven't seen yet. I'm not going to buy it from some from young players. I'm not overly nervous about this situation. Quinton Williams is as good as good as advertised. So there is some good, solid defensive uh, presence here for the Jets uh, that could cause some wreck and some havoc uh, going forward. Uh, but – we were taking up an hour and 35 minutes of your time. This is a long going deep podcast episode, and we're going to bring you long previews. This is why we bring people into this show. And this is all sponsored by sons of Erie. Kevin's got some final thoughts and some final stats to leave us off with here today. Uh, before we, we roll right into the top of the nine o'clock hour for uh, Ant's show uh, with this guy's coverage. So bring it, bring us home, Kevin. Okay. So when we were doing our research today, I tweeted the, this out this morning. So just to try to put some numbers in terms of what we've been talking about here. So Bills versus the Jets over the last five years. So pretty much ever since Josh Allen has been the quarterback, aside from that Matt Barkley game in Allen's rookie year. But the Bills are 7-3. and three. They're averaging 24.1 points per game. They are giving up 15.2 points per game on defense. They are 4-1 and one at MetLife Stadium. And the last time that the Jets scored more than 20 points versus the Bills – was all the way back on December 9th, 2018. That was a game that Joey Chestnut sat in front of me. A uh, little side note there. But the Bills lead the all-time series 68-57. to 57. So, I mean, these numbers would favor the Bills for sure. And I could clearly see the Bills winning this game. But I just think that there are a lot of different obstacles. I, I mean, it's going to be tight either way. I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or another. I think it's going to come down to the last few minutes of the game. So we have two to two on the final score predictions. We have a blowout Bills win. We have a two Jets picks, and we have a Mike on a modestly close uh, Bills win. So someone's going to be right uh, in this scenario. We have a lot of different options, and we'll revisit it live on the show next Tuesday. We'll see if we're going to bring you a writer's guess. And a funny fun fact: Bills tickets are more expensive in Buffalo right now on a Sunday at one o'clock against one of the worst teams in the AFC than a Monday night special with the whole world watching in New Jersey. Uh, so that's that's very uh, a very interesting note. But that is going to wrap us for today. Bring us into the nine o'clock hour, and we'll probably have some really good analytics and, and some stats to break down and, and tell you his opinions of this matchup. We'll be back at you next week. Will we have a Raiders guest? Will it just be us three? We'll let you guys know shortly. Follow the account, and we'll be we'll be bringing you news 
and stats and graphics all week long. But from Kevin, Mike, and Kevin, this is a Going Deep podcast sponsored by Sons of Erie. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.